Welcome, Mistorians. Host Austin Heave She and host Brenda She Her have been waiting for you. Come along for Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Hello everyone, we're going to the movies again. And you might be asking. That's not the movie. No, that's not. It, let's go to the movie. That's yeah, yeah, okay. Let's watch a double sh- sh- secret history and mysteries double feature. Do 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 do. Let's. Uh, you know, it was just his birthday, so I don't need that mouse coming after me. <laughs> that unstoppable, terrifying mouse. It's like a hundred years old and just as spry. Just as spry. That mouse, I don't doubt it, could kill me. Uh, that mouse is not paying people. No. <laughs> I forgot about Again. That. Again. They uh, this as as you listen to this, everyone, this is old news. But if you didn't yeah. know, uh, Disney bought a lot of shit as they do, and one of the things they bought was Star Wars. And there's some older Star Wars books out there that are still in print, and they're just mm-hmm. not paying the offer. They're royalties. <laughs> yeah, it's like, a contract is a contract, and just because you bought the company that owns this thing doesn't mean you can just ignore the contract. <laughs> like, you you just can't do that. Like, like, and, just... it's, and they're not asking for new extra money. They're just like, I know my book's still selling. I just want the percentage I'm promised. Like, they're not asking, like... For a big payout, even though Disney could afford it, they're just like, hey, mm-hmm. I signed a contract that I get. I, I, they didn't say how much we're supposed to get, but like, anyway, we're going yeah. to the movies. That has nothing going- to do with this. <laughs> so Christmas has come and gone, apparently. So I've heard. Because we're like five weeks in the no, past. It's, it's, uh, no, we counted. It's it's the 23rd, I think. Is this the 23rd? I thought this was the 30th. Uh, No, I... Anyway, it's holiday either, season. Either way, Christmas is close or has passed. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas is either about to happen or it already happened or you don't celebrate Christmas and you have no frame of reference. And it's just maybe snowing or maybe not snowing because <laughs> it doesn't snow everywhere, but it snows here. And just to sometimes. kind of put it in frame sometimes just to put it into frame of reference we're in michigan and this is the start of our three-week lockdown yes. it started yesterday so um my life doesn't change <laughs> no it's really weird to go into a new lockdown when you didn't stop <laughs> yeah like i it's not a lockdown for me i never stopped locking down just as all of you should have done hey 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 you listening are you listening while you're traveling somewhere where you go? Where are you traveling? Hmm? Where Why are you, are you traveling? Why are Did you, you traveling? go somewhere for Christmas? Hey. Hey. If you want someone for Christmas, you can't listen anymore. Turn it off. Get out. We'll wait. <laughs> um, but the libraries shut down. So in, in Grand Rapids, you can still pick up if you had holds coming in. You mm-hmm. can still go to the library and grab your books real quick. Not my library. No, 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 no. And it's not like I had ten volumes of Detective Conan coming <laughs> 
it's not like the last volume left off on a cliffhanger or anything. <laughs> it's fine. I'm not upset. <laughs> Brenda, I'm not upset at all. Br- Brenda's very upset. what i've been doing so i so everyone i am absolutely positively obsessed with this new japanese band i found yes, their most. their name abbreviated in english is zuto mayo Ooh. uh their full name in japanese is zuto mayonaka de inoni Ooh. uh but they're some super secretive group. It's like a group where you don't know who anyone is kind of thing. Oh. Uh, all the songs and albums and stuff have different people on arrangements, like, listed. They've never mm-hmm. solidified. because. And the thing is, like, they're a band. And they never solidified, like, who is the band, you know? Because, like, you could listen to, like, MCR. Like, I love MCR. Sometimes yeah. in MCR songs, there'll be, like, other people listed. They're not in the band, but it's like, we don't have anyone who plays piano, so we got a pianist or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, the only person we know is in the band is an unidentified woman that they always list as Akane. Her name that's like stylized, but you pronounce it you pronounce it Akane. Uh, mm-hmm. Even when they performed at uh, 2009, apparently at the 2000 the 2009 Fuji Rock Festival, they performed like behind a screen, so you couldn't see them. Oh my god! That's um, cool. But they are absolutely amazing. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna drop in our chat a song oh. while I keep talking, so you can. Where here we are. Here's our chat, so you can yeah, just. Got... It's just absolutely. It's everyone. Uh, my favorite song by them right now is "Ham." So if you go to YouTube and type in Zutomeo Ham," <laughs> it, it'll come up. Uh, it's their music's all really good. I've looked into most of the translations, and it's all very emotional. Uh, and it's more emotional than you think it'd be. With how like the music's like light and like kind of like jazz funky bass lines, but then the song is like about uh like ham is about um having feelings for someone but de- being too anxious and afraid to tell them and then being worried about your anxiety getting in the way of telling them and then ruining your relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I've been up to besides like stuff for this podcast. I'm gonna listen to this really quick. I turn my volume up. This is fucking cute it's so good all their all their um uh videos are like animated because again we don't know who they are so yeah. they have really cool videos because they're all they all feel like little animes basically <laughs> there's a cute little hedgehog and she's like writing this is really cool i'm very into this uh well welcome welcome Brenda. <laughs> to my, so i've been i've been like in ingesting all of their music that I could because they have two EPs and an album and they just had a new single come out, I think. Man, they have a lot of music. Uh, I was just on like a YouTube poll, you know, like the good old days. You just click on like your YouTube's like, you're a weeb, you want this Japanese music, and you click on one and then you just kind of mindlessly listen until one like really, really catches you and you click on their name and you go to their YouTube page and you're like, I can decipher like. A third of this. <laughs> yeah, it's like, um, I know that one kanji. <laughs> oh, that's says Tokyo. <laughs> oh, I know that one. Oh, that one says middle. Um, I know that one. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I've just been getting down on a lot of music, which is kind of related to us going to the movies, because as we all know, you can't have a holiday movie without music. Yes. 
Um, both of our features today are musicals, I believe. They are. They are. They are technically both musicals, huh? One's even based off a song. Yeah, one is just entirely based off a song, and that. Are we ready? I'm gonna go. I'm We're going d- into it. I'm going into it. <laughs> everyone, are, everyone, sit down. Are you ready? Are you Are you sure you're ready? Are you ready? Okay, it's Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Do 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 do. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Uh, I so. Before we get into anything, I watched the credits for this movie, which I had never mm-hmm. done before, because you watch it on TV and the, the channel's like, we're done with this. Uh, yeah. The credits are have a bunch of really funny jokes in them. Do they? There's like a joke I'm- about Santa did all his own stunts. No reindeer <laughs> were hurt in this filming. Uh, there's another one about like Mrs. Claus or something. <laughs> uh, I also had never listened to the entirety of the original Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer song I learned. <laughs> uh <laughs> And the song has a lot, like, it, so this movie's based on the song, but there's a, there's, it's amazing how many one lines they took from this song and made into a scene in this movie. Yeah, and, like, they kind of had to, like, change the song a little bit to, like, um, make it fit a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't heard this song somehow, um, it's literally Grandma drinks too much eggnog, stumbles out into the snow, and gets hit by a Santa sleigh. <laughs> And I think in the song, it is implied that she died. But let me assure you, in the um, the movie, she does not die. So, phew, yeah. thank God. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I know I've seen the credits. Because we, my dad and I, found this movie, like, year 2000, in a, like, on VHS, mm-hmm. in a Kmart. Just, like, just sitting there. And it was yeah. like, what is this? <laughs> Yeah, I f- the first time I saw this movie was on TV. It, so it came out in 2000, everyone. It came out October of 2000. Uh, and then it aired on, started airing on TV then on like WB, which became CW and Cartoon Network and Boomerang. Like it, it kind of, it, it's a TV movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, I don't know what it is. I don't, listen, everyone, <laughs> I love this movie. I can't say it's good. I can't say what it is about it that's so endearing. <laughs> but um. it's, it's just like, it's right on that line of, it feels like the people that were behind it really cared about it, but also they did yeah. not have money to make it. Absolutely, there was no money. You can you can definitely tell. So there's a couple fun facts before we continue on about who made this movie. And mm-hmm. this is a Phil Roman production. Have you heard that name? Do you know what else he's worked on? I don't. So Phil Roman is probably most famous for working on a series of Garfield specials. Oh. So Garfield actually has some like some older 80s very good holiday specials. So like Garfield's um Halloween and Garfield's Thanksgiving and I believe there was a Christmas one. Mm-hmm. All of those those are like incredibly solid, really wholesome holiday specials that just don't get shown anymore. Mm-hmm. Um they're incredibly good. So I definitely would recommend if you haven't seen them um if you have Amazon, they're streaming on Prime. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're, they're very, very good. Um, he also did a couple of Peanuts specials. Which ones did he work on? Um, he worked on Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Um, You're Not Elected Charlie Brown, which we talked about in our... Um, Charlie what Brown one was episode. That? Charlie Brown episode. It's Mystery Charlie Brown's Easter Beagle, Charlie Brown, Be My Valentine, Charlie Brown's Arbor Day, Charlie Brown's Your First Kiss, Charlie Brown, What Nightmare, Charlie Brown, You're the Greatest, Charlie Brown, She's a Good Skate, Charlie Brown, Life is a Circus, Charlie Brown, It's Magic, Charlie Brown, Somebody Go Find Her, Charlie Brown. They really gotta get a new naming convention. 
It's getting played so, out. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, this guy went, like, this guy's company went from, like, doing just a lot of Charlie Brown specials to a lot of Garfield specials, and then worked on, like, a couple of, um, like, Peanuts films, and then a movie that we were talking about just a little while ago, Austin, um, the Tom and Jerry movie. Oh my, god. oh my 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 god. It all makes sense. And I thought that he had worked on the sequel to um Frosty the Snowman, but it's I'm not finding that on this wiki. One second. I'm gonna Yeah, maybe he did not do that one, so ignore that. But anyway, uh so yeah, we were talking about the Tom and Jerry movie. He worked on that. Um so looking at like the timeline of like specials that this company worked on, mm-hmm. the last one um, was was Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer in 2000. The previous film that they worked on at like before Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer was Garfield Gets a Life in 1991. Wow. Uh, so <laughs> this was just like, this came pretty much out of nowhere. Yeah, and so what's interesting to me, everyone, uh, the person who, to my understanding, did the original song is in this movie. He's the narrator. He's the narrator and he's Grandpa. Okay, that's what I thought. I was just like, okay, he, cool. He's, he's the narrator, and he's grandpa, and he does some of the new original songs? Yes, like the Fruitcake song. The Fruitcake song and uh, Grandpa song. And there's another one he helped them write. I forget what it was. Oh, there's that one where they're like flying to the North Pole, and it's just yeah. like, Santa's canceled Christmas. That's not how it goes, but yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the vibe of it. Yeah, so I don't know. I so everyone, I love this movie. I've never once googled it at all ever. <laughs> like I, I have no reason to because I know what it is. It's so learning that also. Uh, the voice, <laughs> the voice for um. So the premise of this movie is <laughs> Grandma gets run over by Santa's reindeer, goes missing. Uh, there is the main antagonist of the movie is Cousin Mel. Also, I love that like Grandma is Grandma to everyone. Yeah. Cousin Mel is, like, everyone calls her Cousin Mel. I'm like, well, who's Cousin? Like, including Grandma, I'm like, whose cousin is she? It's like, Grandma, is that your cousin, too? <laughs> like, how? What? Um, Explain. But, like, the character's name is Cousin Mel. And you would think she has the same last name as someone in the family, but her name is Cousin Mel. Uh, I think <laughs> even, like, uh, there's a big business guy named Austin Bucks in the film who also calls her Cousin Mel. Yes. <laughs> don't, um, but that's the whole premise is like cousin Mel wants to get rich and grandma has the last like mom and pop shop in the whole of Citysville city and Austin Bucks wants to buy it. And grandma's like, you'll never have this store cousin Mel. Uh, and Austin Bucks is like, all right, fair enough. Uh, and cousin yeah, Mel like, is like pretty chill about it. <laughs> yeah, she says like, no, and he like respects that, and he like respects Grandma through the entire film. Yeah, like, he's he's like, I want your store, and Grandma's like, no, and he's like, oh, I guess I'll leave. Uh, yeah, cousin Mel's like, no, no, wait, and he's like, oh, he she told me to go, so here's my card, but I am gonna leave. <laughs> <laughs> and then cousin Mel from then on out is like, how can I fucking kill Grandma? I have to get rid of the Grandma, like <laughs> <laughs> so. When she goes missing, she starts this whole plot to essentially sell Grandma's store and make a bunch of money. Um, <laughs> the reason I gave that synopsis is Austin Bucks is voiced by the same person who voiced the original voice for Leonardo in the 1987 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated series. It's Cam Clark. Cam Clark. Uh, 
Cam Clark has just a very distinctive voice. Like, so whenever he's in anything, I feel like this is the le- like the least distinctive his voice has been. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still pretty distinctive. A uh, fun fact, leaning back to Peanuts, um, I do believe that he voiced Snoopy on like these like Snoopy Storytime CDs or oh. not CDs cassettes I had, <clears throat> and he would jam this in the back of like this. It was essentially a Teddy Ruxpin. It was a Snoopy Teddy Ruxpin. Ruxpin, yes. And he would jam this cassette into his back, and then he would, like, read the Snoopy parts. And I'm pretty (laughs) sure that was Cam Clark. I think Cam Clark also voiced Snoopy in the animated adaptation. He Mm -hmm. was in Akira? Yeah, so that's the the other thing, everyone. Voice actors, like, when you go to their page, they do a lot of shit. So one of the voice actors in this film is Kathleen Barr. She plays the mom she plays one of the officers we meet. She also plays Mrs. Claus. She also plays the attorney, Brenda. She's... God. Uh, everyone, those voices are all very different. All very different. Like, I would not have expected her to voice. She and voices her, grandma? Uh, gra- no, she voices the no. mom. She okay. voices, like, oh, she, uh, oh, Rita Spanken. Sp- they're not the same as Spankenheimer. I hate saying it. Cam uh, Clark is gay. Sorry, I've... <laughs> all over the place today <laughs> but kathleen bars uh like her i went to her like uh imdb and she's i couldn't i lost count for how many voices she's done including mm-hmm. multiple voices in some series uh some notable ones that are interesting she was uh cologne in rama one half for the english wow. translation um she was uh dot matrix and reboot Mm-hmm. If you are a Dragon Tales fan, she was Wheezy and Dragon Tales. Like these are all like very. I cannot stress enough how different these names are. Yeah, God, the um, talent. She was in a Wolverine versus Sabretooth like TV short as Storm. What? She played Storm and she played Wolfsbane. <laughs> uh, like I, everyone, like I don't. Kathleen Barr, if you're listening, you are a very talented voice actress, and I'm sorry I didn't know your name before. <laughs> Um, see, it's a very small cast, so it makes sense, like, she, she, people played a lot of voices, there's a lot of uncredited, like, background voices that a lot of people did, but Kathleen Barr has the most credited voices as main characters for this film. It's a, it's a special, it's an hour long. It's only an hour, but I thought it was only a half hour when I tried to watch it this morning. (laughs) I was just like, I was like, yeah, just a half hour, I'll be over, it's an hour, it's a whole hour. Um, to clarify, Cam Clark did voice Snoopy in Snoopy the Musical, nice. the animated um, version of that. Uh, so yeah, the film is pretty short. It, I think it's enjoyable. It is, I can't, it is like not bottom barrel animation budget, but it's not good. Good. <laughs> so I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like, I saw it when I was a kid or cause I tried showing this to my, my partner will not watch this movie. What? Uh, we made it like ten minutes in, and she was like, "I my head hurts. This is so bad." <laughs> what? Um, None of my friends have heard of this movie. Like I mentioned, it was just like, "Oh yeah, like Grandma got run over by a reindeer." And like Austin, you were like the first person that I've met who has mm-hmm. seen this movie and loves this movie also. So it's like I don't know what it is. I yeah, I don't think because like two thousand when it came out, other stuff that I saw on Cartoon Network, other stuff that they were airing. Around the 2000s a lot were all of the other reindeer, which mm. I hated. Um, there was that I can never remember the name of it. You hate Olive? I, I don't <clears throat> like Olive. You don't like Olive. 
I can't think of the name of it, but it's the Santa Claus story where, like, at the end he's dying, and then, the, like, he's, like, a fairy, you know? Oh, God, that one... That like, one just makes me feel sad. Like, the angel of death shows up, and the fae council, like, give a legal pitch to the angel of death who gives Santa a shred of- Like, it's it's like the most magical Santa story I've watched, and I can never remember the name of it, and I always spend, like, 25 minutes every holiday season, like, googling the different stuff to try and find it, and then I find it, and then I realize I can't watch it anymore. Oh, yeah. I think it's The Life and Times of Santa Claus, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. <clears throat> that is it correct. Um, <laughs> let me peek on the mic really quick. Yeah, that looks great on the capture. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know what it is about this. Like, last night I was watching, like, very closely, you know, because I was working. Uh, I Am Slime, which is the name of the lawyer, <laughs> which is a really good bit, because she goes, I am slime. And everyone's like, you said it, not me. <laughs> this movie i feel like the people working on it were having a good time yeah. i think that's why i like it so much is that like it's clever and like the timing is pretty good mm-hmm. it's just it's fun uh yeah it, it feels just like they got what do you what like 10 to 15 people together in a room and they were like i mean i'm not doing anything for two weeks <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah but the lawyer, I am slime. Her eyes are never the same color. No, I noticed that today. I was just like, "Hey, like <laughs> backgrounds don't add up." Like. No, <laughs> they clearly do some uh, reusing of like animations where like it looks like the exact same scene, but now they're holding a cup that doesn't fit in their hand. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of slowing down of footage, which means that like the footage didn't like encapsulate the amount of time they needed it to. So they just instead of normally an animation like project would like send it back over like a lot of animation is done overseas so they would like send it back overseas to get that extended or fixed but in a like a low budget animation they'll just slow it down and you can really tell that it was not meant to be that slow lots of that um the special is also not meant to be seen in high definition no (laughs) it looks terrible so funny story i tried to watch this on my xbox everyone and my (laughs) xbox is too nice for it it did not know how to handle whatever file it was saved as on this dvd i found uh so i've i've not seen this movie in many years because it stopped airing and it is not in print (laughs) no um and so I found, fa- like, someone must have found a, like, old box of them at Target, because they were on Target's website for $4, but you could only get them if you spent $30. God. So I have it, and it's, like, it feels like a bootleg copy. Like, the the um cover doesn't look, like, the right colors. There's The box is, like, the flimsy box. Like, it feels like someone at Target was like, I mean, we could probably rip it from YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> just wild um Warner Brothers still owns the copyrights they keep them current they have never let them go I don't know why <laughs> yeah just... I feel like this was intended to be like Warner Brothers big Christmas special oh no <laughs> cause like okay so if you think about it like Warner Brothers the channel which would become um the CW mm-hmm. around 2005 um didn't have their own like collection of christmas specials so around this time abc had peanuts right and cbs had the um stop motion animation mm-hmm. and then um also just bewilderingly enough robbie the reindeer which they still show even though it's 
bad. Wow. Um, yeah, they, they're still showing Robbie the reindeer. I don't get it, but fine. Um, and then, what, what's the other? NBC? They gotta have something. So CW's <laughs> just like, we need something also. So I feel like that's what it was because it was like on mm-hmm. the CW slash Warner Brothers. That's yeah. where it aired first before it eventually was aired on Cartoon Network. Yeah. Yeah. The original airing was on Warner Brothers uh, December 21st of 2000. And you don't expect to see an animated primetime special on the CW. No. I wonder. So- I couldn't find anything on like how it did when it first aired. Um mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I, me personally, I watch it every single year on Cartoon Network. It was out. Yeah, it's like right up there with like the Johnny Bravo Christmas special. Mm-hmm. Um, I watch the stop motion. I watch Year Without a Santa Claus every year without fail. Mm-hmm. Peanuts without fail. Santa Claus the movie without fail. Yeah, it's um, this, all those you said. Uh, I like the Recess Christmas special. That one's good too. And um, Phineas and Ferb. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a more recent one. What are what are the other musts? Um, I'm trying to think. It used to be Polar Express, but not it's not uncanny. as into it lately. I do like Home Alone. Yeah, hey, Home Alone's okay. It's fine. It's just fine. I watched Santa Claus too, um, and that was a hell. that was that was a mistake. <laughs> I, was like, I, I should just blanket it, say any cartoon that has a holiday special that like as told by Ginger holiday yeah. special. All the Rugrats holiday specials. Hey, oh my God, the hate art. Oh my fucking God. Yo, oh, we forget. God. How could we forget? We've already go, talked about it on the podcast. How could we forget? Let's go cry. <laughs> Watch the <laughs> Hey Arnold special. The Hey Arnold special, everyone, not to get off grandma. Like, <laughs> if you've never seen it, is uncharacteristically. Like, Hey Arnold's already kind of sad. That yeah. special is, like, miserably depressing because most of it is about PTSD and war trauma. <laughs> yeah. It's written so well, and it just encapsulates, like, the feeling of, like, family and, oh, the found family that Hey Arnold's about. Yeah, it's, it's just so good. It's so good. Powerpuff Girls Christmas Special. Ooh. 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 I wonder if that'll be on HBO Max. God, I hope so. Do you think, oh, man, I hope, like, HBO Max or, like, some streaming site, like, like Disney Plus, like, comp- compilates, compilation Gets them all together. <laughs> yeah. I, so, because they have categories, right? Like, HBO Max yeah. has categories, even for, like, teens and stuff. Like, I want someone to make, like, a cat. I want, like, a playlist. Yeah. I want to just, just go like- into Holiday and just hit Play All and just, like, because I miss everybody. What I really miss is being able to put on Cartoon Network or ABC mm-hmm. when it's, like, close to holiday time, when it's just holiday movies all day, and just leave it on and just, like, be in the house and like, oh, this one's on. I'll sit and watch it. I, I don't really like this one, but it could be on the background. Like, I want that. Yeah, I miss that so much because that's like just so Christmassy. And now it's like with streaming, you have to like do it yourself. You have to like consciously decide what Christmas thing you want to watch. And it's usually for me, I just put Santa Claus on because it's streaming and it's easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, it's really hard. I it's the same problem. Like, I have a really hard time picking what to watch. A lot of time I end up watching King of the Hill mm-hmm. because. I don't know what it is. Like, it's... I like TV. Like, I like turning the TV on and, like, what is on that I could watch. Yeah, I like that, too. And so at my mom's house, we have cable. We have, like, AT&T cable, which has just, like, way too many channels. So many channels! You can't see what's on. So we recently just switched to Mm T-Mobile, just released, like, a cable service. It's, Mm -hmm. like, a streaming box kind of, quote-unquote, 
cable. It's not really cable, but it's cabling. Though. Yeah. Um, and I there's there's so many less channels. I can see what's on, mm-hmm. so I can just browse again. Mm-hmm. It's wild. I can be like, oh, there's a Christmas movie on over here, mm-hmm. or it's like, oh, I like this show. I can record it for later. It's so easy now. So I'm kind of getting that feeling back, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to see how it is around Christmas. Yeah, like AT and T. If you never had that cable service, is like we it feel it slowly became like dish where it's like we have four thousand channels and you're like why well half of them are the west coast time half of them are the west coast time half of them are like pay-per-view channels that you don't actually get like so you're just scrolling and all of a sudden you're scrolling through porn channels and it's like (laughs) okay and then um, which is really weird like it's not like they are grouped with the other pay-per-view channels, so, like, if a kid is just scrolling, it's yeah. just, like, you know, like, uh, roly-poly-oly, roly-poly-oly, roly-poly-oly West Coast, big bad bitches. What? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not, and- it's not, like, blank, there's no setting. Like, you can't turn on, like, you can turn on parent settings, but, like, you'd think the parent setting would, like, blank out, like... What the porn is called? Yeah, like, what the you porn think? is called, or even, because, like, you could still click on it. And then it would just be like, or at least it used to be like, just like, uh, like trailers, which is still like pretty explicit. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's why my mom's always like, why do you have a habit of like just scrolling through the channels too fast? And I'm just like, I can't stop anywhere near the porn channel. <laughs> like, that's just like, so I mean, that's ingrained in me is like from being a kid mm-hmm. to be like, I cannot, I have to scroll through this so fast. <laughs> right. So, um, but yeah, like not having all those channels, it's like. AT&T has, uh, like, NHK, the Japanese channel. Oh, yeah. And it's like, do do we need this? You don't. I tried watching it once. Like, it doesn't have, like, subs or anything. Like, it's just yeah. it's just NHK. So, like, I tried when um, my grandma was still alive. She had AT&T. I, I tried watching it because I was like, I want to know, like, international news, you know? There, yeah. There's no... Listen, there's no way for non-native speaker to know what the fuck is going on on nhk it's so it's no. the news so it's like quick and yeah there's like a bunch of words everywhere and you don't know what's happening <laughs> it's yeah it's bonkers so uh yeah having that be more simplified has been really nice <laughs> you'll have to let me know if you find grandma grandma by rain there this year because i oh. haven't seen it on tv in a while yeah if i see it i'm gonna i'm gonna record it immediately <laughs> <laughs> just immediately um spoilers for santa got ran over by a reindeer he almost gets arrested for a slayhicular negligence yeah santa just okay so <laughs> grandma gets hit by the sleigh and santa she has him santa picks her up instead of taking her to her hospital takes her to the north pole and she's got amnesia <laughs> <laughs> she can't so, remember anything so santa can't doesn't know what to do with her and can't contact her family even though she was definitely hit outside of a house yeah. she's in the driveway it's really weird like, right yeah like he could just like uh drag her one he could have just left her there which i know is like a hit still a hit and run but if he had left her there her family who saw her get hit would have been like oh god grandma's out there let's take her to a hospital no he, he takes her to the north pole and then he does not know how to contact the family hey it's really they- weird because they later establish saying i can look at someone and know who they are yeah yeah they do don't they <laughs> Because, so Santa's like, I don't know who she could be. But later in the film, he meets Austin Bucks, and 
he, you know, Austin Bucks like, how do I know you're Santa? And he's like, you're Austin Bucks. And he like cites, he like recites everything he's ever wanted. You know, the Santa thing where he's like, when you were eight years old, you wanted a GI Joe with one red boot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And so it's, it's weird. It's it, listen, I'm I. This movie is full of plot holes. I'm not really here for that. Oh, it's it's just no. like really. And then Santa gets sued because he comes back to like the scene right because they come back with grandma because jake finds grandma and santa (laughs) yeah and so they they come back with grandma (laughs) to like clear the air to save the store because austin because cousin mel has tricked grandpa into selling the store uh and then santa's like i have grandma and then cousin mel kidnaps grandma again (laughs) again uh and then Cousin Mel and I Am Slime are like, let's sue Santa. For what? I don't know. Everyone, I cannot stress enough. Vehicle negligence is not a civil lawsuit matter. <laughs> that isn't how that works. Like, the, even, in the, even in the courtroom, the lawyer is like, like, it's not Slime, it's someone else. He's like, I represent the state. And like, somehow, Cousin Mel is like, this will make me rich because Santa will have to pay me. And I'm like, he won't pay you anything. What he's being sued for is manslaughter, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't like, pay you. No, you don't get paid because you found someone who maybe murdered someone. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get money just because you maybe solved a crime, I guess. Also, this movie takes place over the course of a year. Yeah. Because it's it takes- next Christmas when Santa's maybe gonna go to jail. <laughs> this movie just culminates in a court battle. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it, it culminates in an Ace Attorney court battle. Where Pretty much. the attorney is like, I can't in this case. And Jake's like, objection. <laughs> Wait, has some has someone done like a YouTube mashup of that? Oh, God, no, I don't think so. There's listen, oh. Brenda, I'm pretty sure we're the only two people besides everyone on this movie who even know it exists. <laughs> it's like, does, do I have to do it? Hey, do I have to do it? Hey, the team behind Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer, if you want to like link up for some sort of special or like a PR or something like we, I think we're the only people who remember your movie, and we'll we'll do it. Look, we've got the power to make it big. <laughs> you, you wanna, you're gonna want to jump on this train. You're gonna want this audience of thirty people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Brenda, were you okay? Okay, yeah. It's come to this. Yeah. Were you cousin? Were you into cousin Mel or Miss Slime? Oh, Miss Slime. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was a cousin Mel. Who I was, are you into? I was, I was about, ah. no, no, a head empty money, please. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's mostly just like the, like the, the Bob, the, the very strict Bob haircut. And then that like doesn't the, move. The, yeah. I'm, I, <laughs> that I'm stiff, into it. <laughs> that stiff, stiff hair everyone in this movie has. Everyone, nobody's hair moves. And when their hair does move, it feels wrong. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't. I love Grandpa in this movie. He's good. I love Grandpa. He's good. He's he's also no like, thoughts head empty. <laughs> he's such a dummy. Um, there's like that part where him and Mel are sitting at the Mel. They go to like this fancy penthouse restaurant, and Mel's yeah. just like, "I thought that I would cheer you up by taking you to my favorite restaurant." <laughs> like, and then she's like trying to get him to sign the papers, and she's like, "I'd like you to sign," and he's like, "Sing, sing." And she's like, no, son. She's He's like, like, I'd rather sing. <laughs> and then it just, he just sings a song. And he's like, when it, when the song is done, he's just like, 
All right, I'll sign. <laughs> He's oh, God! Like, there's this scene where Grandma gets hit, and only Jake and Grandpa see it, and Jake's like, no one believes Jake, and he's like, Grandpa, you didn't believe me, right? And Grandpa's like, oh, sorry, I wasn't listening. I was watching Grandma get run over by Santa's reindeer. And then the family still doesn't believe it. Also, the idea that he's just, like, watching it happen, because Grandpa's at the front door, and he's just watching it happen, drinking his cocoa, like, shit. Everyone, Grandma just got hit by hit by a reindeer. What? Can you believe that? It's like this movie's like so absurd. They make a joke about like Grandma, don't drink your eggnog before you take your medication. And as an adult, you're like, yeah, Grandma, don't get fucking drunk, you idiot. And yeah. the movie like clearly took a step, and they're like, ooh, wait. And they put in a bit about like her being allergic to eggs. Are yeah. eggnogs are eggs in eggnog? I um, let me. I really- eggs are not in eggnog, correct? That is not the reality I live in. Is it? Are are eggs in eggnog? Like, it- it it would make sense, but that can't be true. Wait, there are eggs. Oh no. But they're pasteurized in, like, commercial eggnogs. No. (laughs) So it's just- it's just eggs! That's what gets it its creamy texture. You're just drinking eggs with booze in it. I can't- I can't drink sweet, like- any, like, alcoholic thing that has, like... Sometimes I can drink, like, Baileys, mm-hmm. but, like, any alcoholic thing, so, like, uh, white Russians get mm-hmm. me just real fucked up. No. So does eggnog. Can't do it. Yeah, it's it's really weird. Like, they they make a lot of jokes about eggnog, and as a kid, you don't... Like, I even think about the Fairly Odd Parents Christmas special, another great one. Like, Timmy's dad oh, is obsessed good. with eggnog, and I'm like, oh, okay, so Timmy's dad's just... That's how he gets through the day. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, Timmy's dad. Oh, okay. That makes sense, I guess. <laughs> but they really... try to, like, skirt around it. Because, like, the lyrics of the song are, she stumbled outside. Yep. Like, she was, in the song, Grandma is clearly drunk and gets hit by the sleigh. Uh, I think that's it for Grandma and her I think drunk that's it. reindeer antics, though. Yeah, wow. Yeah, the reindeer get just, like, Oh, yeah, the, ra- the reindeer get high as shit. They, like, try to explain, like, Santa didn't hit Grandma because he's a bad driver. Santa hit Grandma because there was reindeer nip yeah. in the fruitcake. Yeah. And they never, so they never explain why there's reindeer nip in the fruitcake? It's the poison that Mel put in the fruitcake. Oh, right. She, I forgot. The movie, st- Mel is like, I'm going to kill Grandma. Yeah. Which kind of gets so she, glossed over the rest of the movie it, because it turns into her like, I'll put reindeer nip in the fruitcake and like, cause mischief but it starts with her like i will kill grandma to get this money and like jake the main character i don't think we've mentioned him actually by name previously yet but jake um sees her do it and does not stop it (laughs) he's like what are you doing and she's like don't fucking worry about it (laughs) nothing boy yeah sit down (laughs) but hey try to watch this special Maybe do it drunk with um, friends over Zoom because you shouldn't be going anywhere. I or swear to God, like- if you are anywhere right now, <laughs> if you are, if you exist in a physical form anywhere, <laughs> you know this is just a, it's a good holiday special. Um, and I feel like we don't get as many of those as we used to. But leading into our second movie, we did get a new one. We did get year. a new one, and it's very good. Oh, it's very good. Uh, it is Jingle Jingle, the new uh, Netflix Christmas movie. Um, it also is in theaters some places that are mm-hmm. where theaters are open. Um, but it's Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey. 
It is directed by David E. Talbert. It stars Forrest Whitaker, Keegan-Michael Key, Hugh Bonneville, Anika Nani-Rose, Felicia Rashard, Ricky Martin, <laughs> yeah, and introducing Madeline Mills, who is the main character, I'd say. I'd say, yeah. Uh, this is her first, this is, this, as far as I can tell, it's her first role. I couldn't find anything else about her besides she's in Jingle Jangle. I'm sure she was in, like, smaller stuff in, like, mm-hmm. this, in this realm, you know, uh, to get this opportunity, but she wasn't in anything big and credited. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie took 20 years to make. What? Oh, please. I didn't know this would have an incredible story. Yeah, so, oh god, uh-oh. One second. <laughs> I clicked on something and one of the songs started playing. Um, (laughs) The music's really good. Yeah, so the director, David E. Talbert, who directed and wrote the film, started working on this movie back in 1998, I want to say. Let me get my note pulled up. Um, This explains some things because it feels like a 90s film in a good way. Yeah, yeah. So he started... uh, he first started working on it in 98 is when he initially conceived the idea. Um, he's already, so David E. Talbert's already an award-winning playwright. Uh, he's worked mm-hmm. for other productions and a lot of stage theater, which really shows in this movie. Um, I'm not like a theater theater kid. I'm like married to a theater kid. Mm-hmm. So for me, this movie enough is like, it feels like a stage production in some ways. Yeah. I know it isn't truly, but like they do a lot of... Um, single shots you know where it's like they're in one scene like one room uh i think Mm -hmm. about the scenes in his workshop like when they're in the workshop they're in the workshop and they don't follow characters other places in his house yeah um yeah so it started in 98 and he was 32 he's now 55 um but he said he couldn't really get the essence of what he wanted until he had his own son who is now seven uh because he felt he didn't have the perspective that he needed um, not to mention feedback on some of the toy characters in the film. Uh, he said, I started to look at the world through his eyes, his son, uh, Elias. Uh, I would say, what do you think of this design, buddy? What do you think of Don Juan? Uh, he would let me know, and that's what gave me the courage in t- this time to finally do it. Um, so it sounds like uh, he mentions, like, you know, his son melted his heart, uh, like he was in the Grinch. Like, he had been working on this film as a family film for most of his life and most of his career, and it became, like, a family project. Like, his wife did the a lot of the designs for the characters um, mm-hmm. and the costume designing. His son, he said, is like was his best consultant for if it felt whimsical enough. Uh, mm-hmm. And, I mean, he was directing and writing, and so, like, it's it really shows... Um... <laughs> Aww. Uh... It's Brenda. What tell us the synopsis of this movie? Yeah, so this movie is about a uh, toy maker who creates this living toy named Don Juan. Um, who I'm bad at <laughs> describing, but he, he cre- he's this the world's best toy maker. Um, he's got a lovely family, and he creates this living toy, and it's going to like change their lives. Mm-hmm. And then his the the toy does not want to be like mass produced. He's no. like, I'm the only one. I'm um, one of a kind. One of a kind. I don't. Yeah, don't want to be like replicated. So he like convinces the inventor's apprentice to steal his designs and then go and like create his own stuff elsewhere. So this completely decimates. Like it destroys this family. So like fast forward. Um, 
this the inventor like owns a pawn shop now um and the story follows his granddaughter who he's meeting for the first time who's also a very talented inventor and the two of them kind of getting to know each other mm-hmm. and um rediscovering magic mm-hmm. it's so good <laughs> yeah, it's it's very good um it's whimsical it's very, a very whimsical a very good way it's not like if i compare it to another christmas movie that feels like whimsical but in a like <laughs> uh in a bad way is santa claus three so like comparing these two movies next to each other mm-hmm. this jingle jangle gets whimsy right mm-hmm. and santa claus three gets whimsy wrong <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it and it does very interesting things because so uh the main character's name is Jeronicus Jingle. Mm-hmm. Um and it's interesting because he's he's like the greatest toy maker, greatest inventor in the world. And there's a lot of math in this movie, but it's like they got whimsy math right. He'll he'll be like, yeah. ah, the square root of imagination. <laughs> and you're like, what are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> um there, he, it's he, it's so like seamless though you're just like yeah the square root of possible i got it cool mm-hmm. neat <laughs> like he um there's like these scenes where like him and later on his granddaughter they both have this like vision to see magic everywhere you know and when they're mm-hmm. like doing these equations they're like mothering and like signing in the air and it, yeah it's always like oh if you add the cosine of joy and carry that over to like it's it's really really cool (laughs) um Mm -hmm. yeah the movie's amazing it's also very it captures black joy in a way that feels just unremarkable the set pieces are unremarkable the costumes are unremarkable the hair i mean it's so good um it's so good whoever did forrest whitaker's wig give them an award (laughs) i'm sure they did everyone else's hair too but specifically give them an award it's like it's seamless it's so and like the detailing on the costumes the colors the it's like a mishmash between like like old english clothing Mm -hmm. and then like more modern it's just so visually stunning this whole movie is just visually sound it feels like it should and i know it is in theaters in some places but this feels like this should be like a big theatrical yeah like release it's that beautiful and that polished like the cgi is also really polished Mm mm-hmm like um buddy the robot and then don juan both look absolutely seamless yeah and there's these like cut scenes that kind of help push the story along that are told oh with, they're like, all the so cool so cool they do these cool like puppet marionette type scenes because so i'm a sucker for these kinds of movies where it's like the movie is kids being told the story of jeronica's jangle mm-hmm. um yeah and so when it switches over to like the um adult reading the kids the story or whatever it's switches over to this like cool like puppet animation uh and i don't like this movie's still very brand new i don't know if they built those puppets like i because they look so good i'm like some of it's cgi but they could have also have practical puppets to stand in too yeah because like the way they're all set up in the scenes mm-hmm. like it just feels like they could be real they're not like there's scene at the end where like the puppets would be floating but you can see they have like the rigs on the back mm-hmm. so they're like still attached to something mm-hmm. so it feels like this could be real if it's not cgi it, it's very good he wanted to originally do this for a stage production and mm-hmm. it feels like that yeah it definitely carries over like that and what the issue he kept running into is money and budget mm-hmm. and he pitched it to netflix he had done one netflix movie before in 2017 uh el camino christmas which i've not seen yeah, uh, I've heard of that one. 
So he brought this idea to Netflix division head Scott Stuber. And Scott Stuber said, sure, we'll take Jingle Jangle. Uh, I have one key provision now. And David E. Talbert's like getting ready to be told, you know, how much money or whatever. And Stuber said, as you're about to write this down, I want you to write your imagination and we will talk about the budget later. Wow. Yeah, which is, that is not how movies get made. You get told like, sure, you have a million dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. And he just got to, to, for them that have that kind of confidence in him, like, he just got to make it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, everyone, every single person in this movie brought such great acting. Uh, mm-hmm. Madeline Mills, who plays Journey, who's the granddaughter and like the main character, she I didn't I couldn't believe that this was her first role. Uh she did That's wild. She's yeah. so good. She's so good. Uh also seeing Forrest Whitaker is like a uh so Forrest Whitaker plays Jeronica's Jingle and um like we mentioned earlier, like his life kinda gets thrown off course. Uh and so he's like a very timid man, and we don't see Forrest Whitaker play timid. Mm-hmm. And so like seeing him play this like timid unsure nervous like soft-spoken person was like so interesting like and he did such a good job <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it it's seamless like if you didn't know like what other roles he's played and like what he's kind of typecast mm-hmm. as you'd be you'd be like yeah it, it's so seamless uh also, Keegan Mike and Keel is like the villain. Like everyone, listen, I, I, I could go down the list. Every single person nailed it. Uh, Ricky Martin as the living toy is just a good bit. <laughs> just good. <laughs> it's just they, they were like, so the toy is Ricky Martin from the nineties. Could we get Ricky Martin? <laughs> we got Ricky Martin, and he's just doing his Ricky Martin best. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um. I notice uh, Keegan Michael Key's character, um, Gustafsson. Yeah, Gustafsson. Gus Gustafsson. Um, he has a a tick. Um, yeah. So when he gets like upset, his hand kind of waves. Mm-hmm. He does that a couple times in the movie. The movie doesn't always emphasize it. Mm-hmm. Like there's one point where they do show it like pretty close, but like other times he just he's just doing it. Um, and that's like a form of stimming. Mm-hmm. Um. And that's the exact stim that I do. Oh. So I was just like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I noticed it when they did close-ups, and I thought there would be, like, I thought there'd be something about it, but I think it's just, I think it's just that, what you just said. Um, yeah. And that's one of those things, I'm like, I wonder if that was discussed, or if keegan Mike Keel decided, like, that was something the character would have, but it's really good, because when the film starts, Gustafsson feels not, like, heard by jangle um which is valid very valid it's very (laughs) Very valid valid. um but it's very interesting how they handle their relationship because it's i don't want to give anything away but it's handled very well because it starts and you're kind of like i hear you gustafson and then like Mm -hmm. 20 minutes in you're like ah shit dude you were wrong (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like Maybe he was, I don't want to go into it too much. It's it's like more complex than you would initially expect. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you think like, oh, he's just going to go off and be like the, the bad guy. Yeah. It's like, it definitely, there's more complexity to it. Mm-hmm. Um, This is a very emotional film. Like it doesn't have like a massive climax no. to it. Um, It has resolution, but it doesn't have like 
a big sleigh chase or no that i absolutely love so everyone i'll give this away it is not santa santa is not here santa's not here is present but there's no tree well there's one tree yeah towards the beginning but it's not like it's christmas but it's not like santa and elves and all that stuff it's its own unique thing like it's like a new fairy tale exactly exactly exact exactly yeah yeah. Uh, so if you're waiting for Santa, Santa doesn't show up. This isn't about Santa. This it's no. and it feels very much rooted in like how do black people and other people of color get to tell their own stories and make their own stories? Mm-hmm. And this is how because like they could have eas- they could have very easily at the end been like and jangle with Santa the whole time. You know that's kind of what was, you're yeah. what you're used to for Christmas movies is like and he's Santa right? Um, but he's not. He's just his own. He's a brilliant you could see him as a santa-like figure because he's a Mm -hmm. brilliant benevolent toy maker yeah but i think that's why they root it so much in the like this weird fantasy magic whimsy math is because to be like well he's not like it's not magic like it's it's it is being able to see like the impossibleness or whatever right Mm -hmm. yeah um i would kind of liken it to uh it's not Christmas Carol, but it kind of feels like it feels like kind of a niche, like where Christmas Carol is not Santa or anything, but it's a Christmas story. Mm-hmm. This is also just like, it's a Christmas story, but Santa doesn't have to be here for this to become something that's going to be remembered for generations. Yeah, it's, it is absolutely amazing. Um, mm-hmm. The music was done, John Legend uh, is on like the musical score. Uh the score was composed by John Derby, who I don't know. And then, like, the songs are scored by John Legend, which, that's, the, the music is just absolutely banging everybody. All of the dance numbers are just oh my God. incredible. The dance mix numbers. That in with, like, oh. dance numbers and mix that in with, like, the costuming, and it's just, like, I, I watched this on my phone, mm-hmm. but I feel like I need to watch it on a bigger screen because it, it was just absolutely stunning mm-hmm. like the detail and it's got like some steampunk kind of aspects to it and mm-hmm. feels kind of like art deco i think uh-huh. there's some art deco like elements to it as well especially like in gustafson's factory oh yeah oh my like, god the- uh so i my favorite songs are a tie between the opening number and when you meet gustafson there's like a time skip yes. and you meet gustafson again and his opening number are both like very good <laughs> those yeah those two are my favorite as i think those are the strongest songs of the film the other ones aren't bad mm-hmm. um but these are the two that i remember the most they have the most that energy yeah and it gets you you want to like move like the opening the opening number is again like a stage broadway like opening number you know like it's mm-hmm. like big cast like every single extras in it there there's like a huge dance number you know they like move between different parts of the set like that's i think that's the only time you see them move between parts of the set is the opening number yeah because it goes it starts like outside and then goes into the oh god it's so good yeah (laughs) it's it like gives you like a scope of what you're about to watch it's so it's so good i'm looking ricky martin did the motion capture for don juan and i am imagining some of those scenes where he's in the mirror and ricky martin like (laughs) There's, like, scenes where Don Juan is, like, checking out his butt, and I'm just imagining, like, all right, Ricky, now shake your butt at yourself. And he's like, of course. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good, everybody. It's so good. Uh, Between this score and the Little Nas X uh, Christmas music and John Legend that was in Christmas album last year, like, 
I don't need to listen to any white music this year. <laughs> no. Um. Not one bit. Not one bit. The so the end credits have a song, have the this day song, uh, and then that you also hear Usher. Usher's here. Uh, what? <laughs> I, I didn't. I was listening because I watched it, and then I was watching just like the music, and there was like a. There's like another option for like another song, like this day. And this day is the name for the opening number. And I'm like, I mean, listening to the opening number, but there's like a duet version with Usher and Kiana Linde, who I do not know, but she is an artist and she's on that song. Wow. It's so good. There's a, in the middle of the film, there's like a West African like drum number that they dance to. Yeah. Uh, uh, this movie's incredible, everyone. I only didn't cry because if I started crying, I would have cried the entire movie and then had to watch it again for this podcast, so I didn't cry. <laughs> it's it's going to be a Christmas classic. Like, I know this is either right before Christmas or the week after Christmas, mm-hmm. one of those. But if you haven't watched it, please take some time to watch yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, I feel like lately Christmas movies have all just been white-dominated romantic Hallmark movies. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely which is a hell absolutely yeah which is an absolute hell so like seeing more like kind of films like this um well need more of this exactly fuck the hallmark channel i just um it it just shows you like what we could be making right yeah uh talbert has something i think that's like pretty good to this effect too he says i won't go back to making a two-hour movie and i won't allow the art to be put in a box anymore because i've experienced what it feels like to have resources and support it's a new world for me, and I'm excited to keep pushing the boundaries. And I think that's like, that's like what this movie feels like. It feels like, so movies in a pandemic and like releases and film and art, like we were talking about this earlier, Brenda, like uh, before we recorded, like they gotta bring it. Like, you, like this is a movie I would like, yeah. I would go see this in theaters. This is worth the event of being at a theater for. Yeah, if like, so say like hypothetically the vaccine comes out and next Christmas we're able to go to movie theaters, mm-hmm. I would like to see this movie in theaters as like a special showing. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and I would go, like immediately. Um, uh, but you can't, you can't fucking give me the Santa Claus 18, like, what's your <laughs> holiday movie this year? Well, we got Santa, and now he's a surfer. Like, I'm not, we're, that's not, like, we're... The medium of movies as storytelling are past that, and they've been past that a long time, but we've just been dealing with Mm -hmm. it, you know, because we're like, we want to go to the movies. But yeah, Netflix, like, I think Netflix is is seen the writing on the wall with all these new streaming services, and they're like, we got to do something. We have to be different. And if they're going to give artists a blank check and say, just go make it and we'll worry about it later, like, that could be it. Yeah, and I feel like... A lot of times, like, directors who are given free reign are, like, directors like um, James Cameron, <laughs> like, all those guys. Fucking who, Michael Bay. Yeah, it's like, they get as much money they want, and they put out something terrible. So let's, like, fund good projects exactly. and give them all the money that they need and, like, make good things again and not 500 Transformers movies. Jesus Christ, like, please. Well, it's... We need, like... Oh, go ahead. I'll say, it's just, like... I don't know what the apprehension is to doing that, and I'm really frustrated by, like, the idea that... Because I feel like it's usually white guys get as much money as they want. Mm-hmm. Yep. And white women are sending as much money as they want. Uh, looking yep. at you, Cleopatra movie. But... Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> 
But I don't know what it is about, like, stories from black people and other people of color that, like, they don't get that. Like, even even thinking back to our Blade episode, like, that that mm-hmm. company, like, the the only producer on that that was a person of color was Wesley Snipes. But it was a, it was still, like, a black story about a black vampire, and they, at least for Blade 1, told them just, like, make your movie, and it's a classic, like... Yeah, they made a good, very, a very good, very successful movie, but then they didn't follow that up with the other ones. Yeah, and I don't know how many times we have to, and I say we as, like, uh, people, like, have mm-hmm. to prove to society, like, Jingle Jangle is... Before this movie, my favorite movies were Grandma Gavin Over by Reindeer and the Santa Claus. And now it's like yeah. I'm watching Jing- like I'm watching Jingle Jingle like every fucking weekend this holiday season. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It, it was just very good. It's so good. Please please it's, if you haven't watched it, go watch it. If you watch it, go watch it again. Go tell someone to yeah. watch it. Like go download the soundtrack. Like do every single way you could please show that this movie deserves support please go do it go watch it go tweet about it go download the soundtrack i don't care if you downloaded it download on spotify download on every system you can everything you can just have it like playing on a loop in the background in your house until christmas which for you guys is either happened or is happening (laughs) soon (laughs) have it on a loop until next christmas just keep it on a loop forever. It's um, it's so good. And Netflix is, I don't know, like Netflix is pretty good at holiday movies. Like their Christmas movie last year was pretty good too. The like, yeah, I haven't watched it, Klaus. Yeah, Klaus. And then the year before that, they had like a, I always, it's some white guy. Oh, it's Jeff Bridges in Christmas Chronicle. Yes. Like that one was pretty good. Like I don't, Netflix, they know how to do, they've got Christmas. They're like, we, if we can just make it to Christmas, everyone's going to resub to Netflix. It might not have been Jeff Bridges, I, but it's, a, it's, you get the gist yeah, I'm of like, it. It's, it's almost. I was going to say Kevin Costner, which I know that's wrong. It's Kevin Costner. Is it? <laughs> Wait, look at this. I don't think it's Jeff Bridges. I refuse to learn white men's name. Christmas Listen, there are three white men whose name I will know. Justin McElroy, Travis McElroy. Griffin McElroy. <laughs> McElroy. Uh, those three, if you're listening, oh, I got it. Wait, um, Brian, Brian David Gilbert. Brian David, four. Yeah, if four. if you four are listening, I will remember your name. The rest of you, you're on alert. <laughs> I will not, it's, I will actively forget it. It's Kurt Russell. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking Kurt Russell. Okay, Jesus. I argue, prove to me those are not the same man. I mean, they ha- when you put a beard on them... Are they really different? <laughs> like, you said Jeff Bridges, and I was like, that's the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy, right? That sounds right. <laughs> and I was like, Kevin Costner. Was Jeff Bridges Was Jeff Bridges in Guardians of the Galaxy? <laughs> Doesn't he play Star-Lord's dad? Is that not Jeff Bridges? No, wasn't that Kurt Russell? jingle jangle so yeah it's the banker isn't it yeah it's the banker which is yeah, that's it uh and he's like a famous actor like i don't know his name but you like see him and you're like oh it's this guy and i think he i feel like it's a meta joke like i'm pretty sure he plays a banker in a different big christmas movie well now i gotta look this up he at least <laughs> he has that face you know like he looks like a guy yeah. they tell you no for your bank loan exactly like the big dumb mutton chops uh 
there's a really funny song where a postal worker wants jingle the fucker. <laughs> yeah, God, she's so insistent. She she is like, listen, everyone. So... It's like funny, but I'm also like, he kind of said no because this woman yeah, is I... like, like, orgasming on his couch. <laughs> yeah, she's just like laying there, just like, oh God, fuck me, and he's yeah. like, please leave. <laughs> he's like. My wife died. I'm not comfortable with uh, this, man. Uh, I have a lot of work to do. The bank just told me I'm losing my business. This is not the time. <laughs> and she and he's like, don't you have to deliver the mail? And she's like, no. Yeah, she's like, absolutely not. She brought background dancers, which yes. is a really... I love their outfit. It's a really funny bit because it introduces that meta joke that I, it's the only joke I like from High School Musical where people start singing and dancing and he goes, yes. you're singing now? And you're like, wait. Okay, so you so this is not in this is like in canon she's singing, not like a whimsy like it's weird to you that she's singing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the guy who plays the banker is from Downton Abbey. Not uh, Downtown Abbey, I've learned. Um he was also in Paddington. That's what I know him from. My partner loves Paddington. Paddington. I need to watch Paddington because people say that it's actually um very good. I have seen uh 40% of Paddington by it being on in my house while I do stuff, and it wasn't bad, the 40% I saw. Yeah, I've heard it's wholesome, so maybe maybe I need to watch stop watching anime and watch Paddington. Jesus fuck it. I can't believe I we mixed up those three white guys for, like, multiple movies. I'm sorry. That's, that is, that is maybe the most on-brand I've been on this podcast. Did I do that for also, uh fucking Anne Hathaway and Sandra Bullock and there's like a third woman whose name I just don't remember that I do that for every time. Zoe Deschanel. No, I remember <laughs> her because she looks just like her sister in a very scary way. She's a sister? Yeah, her Bones. Bones Lady is her sister? Yeah. What? They they have like the exact same eyes and face. Well, now I can see it because they've got those very terrifying yeah, eyes. Yeah, it's it's like when you see them when they were both big because Bones isn't like as big like she did Bones Yeah. And, I'm sure she does other stuff, you know, but when they were both like Bones was out and New Girl was out, they like go to stuff together and the pictures in together was like unsettling. It's like, ah, yes, the mistresses of the night have come to siphon my soul from my body. And then you also get Katy Perry in there who also looks very similar. Yeah. And like, what? And I don't know if and it's... And then you get in, what's the other late? There's one more. Do you think it's like the way she... people did makeup at the era? Like everyone did that yeah. same smoky eye so it looked like everyone had the same eyes? Olivia Wilde's the other one. Oh, She's yeah. got those eyes, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Jingle Jangle only has one white guy. <laughs> yeah. And he was in Paddington. He was in Paddington. In Downtown Abbey. Go, go on da- downtown! <laughs> downtown! Uh, I also, I enjoyed watching Jingle Jangle, like, the background characters. Like, at one point, there's just a, what appears to be, like, an East Asian uh man and an Indian woman, like, in this, like, kind of victorian era-esque clothing like it's not it's not exactly victorian era and there's an article i haven't finished reading about like how they decided their costuming to make it feel mm-hmm. like that era but feel like it also wasn't europe you know um yeah. which they pull off but like they're in this like you know old timey get up and they're just like talking and it's really cool because it's like wow it's like they don't have to be white just because you want it to look like victorian era and it still works it's weird yeah it, it turns out anyone can wear victorian era clothing <laughs> it's, it's oh there was a period piece i saw with my partner a few years ago i think it's queen of scots mm-hmm. um and it's about 
Mary Queen of Scots, I think that's her name. But it's about that time mm-hmm. period, and in that movie, that some of the background characters are like Indian, or like one of the main characters is black, and it's they're just there. It's almost like I understand what period it is because they're acting. Yeah. <laughs> but I just really love that. Like that's what that's what I want. Like I understand their background characters, and it's probably not so much like who is right versus who knew someone, because you just need like people in the background making it feel like it's a city that's alive, you know. But mm-hmm. it matters who we see. Yeah. And it's it's easier than, like, some of these, like, white directors are just like, no, only white people in this movie. I'm it's sorry. Like, My name is Tim Burton. <laughs> and white, bl- <laughs> black people just don't fit the aesthetic, you know? Aesthetic. It's nothing <sighs> against them. They just, it doesn't, the, the colors don't look right on them. And the whole coloring of the film is, it's just, uh... <sighs> The whole white balancing off. The white balance is all off because there are too many darkies. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, Tim Burton. Learn how to make a good movie. Jesus, I'm just glad that we can finally be done with Tim Burton. For- yeah, it's like we don't need him. He's made more bad movies than good yeah, movies. Yeah, his movies aren't good, everyone. You just like you just miss Hot Topic. Listen, yeah, listen. You, just- you can still go to Hot Topic. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I go to Hot Topic all the time, <laughs> and I'm 29. You can still do it. They believe in you. They sell black lipstick everywhere now. But don't don't go now because it's a pandemic. <laughs> Unless you you go to my mall when nobody's there. <laughs> it's safer than going to the grocery store. <laughs> I do all my shopping at Hot Topic. I just buy as many snacks as I can, and <laughs> we're gonna hunker down. I get that ramen, I get that Pocky, I get that Haichu, I get those whatever the gummies are, you know the ones. We're just gonna hunker on down and watch Jingle Jangle. Watch Jingle Jangle and eat um, ham rolls, because it's ham roll season! I've never had a ham Let me lay down what a ham roll is. Also, I've learned that they are referred to as Polish roses. Um, You take a thicker slice of ham, Mm -hmm. you dab it with a paper towel to get rid of the moisture, you take softened cream she spread it on it like frosting mm-hmm. and then you take like a mm-hmm. and roll it up mm-hmm. and you cut it into little tiny rolls mm-hmm. and then you eat it sounds good that's a ham roll so- sounds good it's just a tasty christmas time snack i'm into it uh so, this has been recipes with brenda <laughs> it's their new podcast recipes with brenda <laughs> um i have one more quote here from mm-hmm. david e talbert uh him and his wife got interviewed by Essence Magazine. I will hope I will link the Essence Magazine interview and the other one was from Fast Company about the budget and stuff. Uh, the before to get interviews. But um, he said, uh, it's important for us to have images of magic and wonder of people that look like us. Merry Christmas, everybody. That's a good quote. That is a good note to... Ah, oh, that's a good quote. So just, just remember that. If you are, if you're someone out there who's a storyteller... If you, like, draw comics, or you write screenplays, or you are an editor for a TV company, or you make podcasts, just mm-hmm. remember that it's important to get different voices out there. And it doesn't mean, like, if you're white, you can't make a... Um, you can make stuff, just think about what you're making and for who and why. Why is everyone in your story default white? Um, yeah. Are you just kind of, like, recreating a story that's been done a lot? Yeah. Because it's what, you know you're comfortable with and if you want to recreate a story that's been done a lot that's fine but how can you how can you make it your story like 
that's what it comes down to because you want it to be your story and is is your story full of all white people and if so why is it all white people do you only know white people why do you only know white people do you want to know other people go know other people um yeah it's like maybe before you make a movie get to know people (laughs) yeah just know people it's you know oftentimes i and i'm sure you get it too brenda where you talk to people and they're like well i want to tokenize you because you're a woman and just ask you and you're like well I mean, one, you can offer to pay me, but yes. two, it, it doesn't tokenize me if you talk to me as a person and a friend. It's different if you only ever come to me when you're like, hey, so I have this lady in my story. Then it's going to be a little offensive. <laughs> yeah. You only ever seem to come to me when you want me to further your career. <laughs> yeah, just like talk to people. And then if it like turns into something that you, it's requiring a lot of like emotional labor, pay them. Pay them. Pay, pay them maybe even just pay them pay them so much money I, yeah pay hey whatever you paid that last person pay them more probably pay them more <laughs> uh like it's it's not tokenizing when you offer me a job to help consult you that's <laughs> that it that is uh and if they're like hey you know like it's one thing to ask people with lived experience but i'm i don't know about you brenda but i am not a trained consultant there are people who like nope. learn to do that. I can like be your friend, you know, and just like read it over and be like, I liked it. Uh, I don't, you know, it seemed fine, but I'm not a consultant. <laughs> I'm just regular old person. Yeah. But just, you know, it's the holiday season when you listen to this. Uh, just, I don't know, be, be good to people and be good to each other. Mm-hmm. Watch Jingle Jangle. Uh, and, Oh, magic's for everybody. No more magical boys. <laughs> <laughs> magical white boys, to specify. Especially the one we can't name. You know, you know who, who you are. fucking are. You know who you hey. are. Get out of here. Hey, hey David Rad- Radcliffe, you're fine. Okay? It's it's Daniel. No, it's, I'm pretty sure it's David. <laughs> it's Daniel Radcliffe. Austin. Austin. Happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. Our music was provided by Esperanza Garay Negron, and you can find their music on Bandcamp at knifenun.bandcamp.com. Our introduction was voiced by Cafe 3G. You can find him under that handle on Twitter and Instagram. This podcast is a part of the Nacellecast Podcast Network. You can find us at Nerd Mysteries on Twitter. The show is edited and produced every week by the amazing host Brenda. And as a reminder, please, 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 if you're listening to Apple Podcasts, throw us a five-star review. Helps to show it a lot. Tell a friend about the show. And until next time, historians, see ya. <laughs>